0: Jesus as we come before you in this time of prayer, just to spend this this time with you, in the quiet of our hearts, and talking to you about what's going on, what's going on in our lives, what's going on, particularly today we could say in our uh, in our vocation, in our call to to follow you, these Wednesday meditations are a chance to reflect on different aspects of, of our Christian life and our Christian vocation. And so we started with the kind of initial call two weeks ago and then spending that day with Jesus and just spend, spending some extra time with him and watching what he does. Today we can pray with and and reflect on what comes next in Luke's gospel, which is the now the call to kind of uh, step up a bit more, to, to really invest and to commit. Uh, and that happens... When you, Jesus, when you call St. Peter uh, to, to now go deeper with you. That we're called to be not just interested, but to be committed. That, Jesus, you want us to be your committed disciples and even apostles. That you want us to, to really follow you with intention uh, and with zeal. I remember... Uh, a priest in a homily I heard a number of years ago uh, asking what's the difference between being interested and being committed, right? Like some of what we – many of us say we're like we're interested in religion. This actually – we see this with King Herod. Uh, he's interested in what John the Baptist says, but it's, he's not committed because when a better opportunity comes up, he ends up chopping John's head off. Uh, and so he's interested. But to be committed is to be something – is to be different, right? To be committed is that this is actually – this is actually mine. Interested versus committed. And the example is priest use is that if you, have a, um, if you have a bacon and eggs breakfast, the chicken is interested, but the pig is committed. Right? The chicken who just lays the eggs and then does it it's someone else's business. Chicken's interested in your bacon and eggs breakfast the pig is committed right the, the pig becomes the bacon and we should ask like is that with our relationship to our Lord like are we are we just interested it's kind of something that happens over there and we're not that involved or we like we're the bacon on the plate right we are we are committed we are invested we've made sacrifices baby men murdered for it whatever right um, and Peter in the gospel that we're about to consider has to make that change from being interested to Peter's boat. He just gets into the boat. Now, they already knew each other. The the scene that we prayed with two weeks ago where, you know, we already got John and Andrew and then Peter, like Peter's already met Jesus. Uh, but he was kind of a, he was a, a newer contact in the life of our Lord. Uh, but now he's got a you know, this is a, the moment. But Jesus has Peter, to do something very simple, right? Just, I'm going to get into your boat. I'm not even going to ask. And we are going to uh, put out a little distance from the shore so that I can teach the crowds from the boat and you Peter can you can keep doing your thing which is washing your nets and I'm going to do my thing with just teaching the crowds and so we are going to we're going to coexist uh that that's where we are uh in this state with Peter Peter and Jesus are just kind of coexisting their lives are able to run parallel to each other and Jesus isn't asking anything difficult of Peter. And Peter can kind of be there, and he's doing his work. And maybe he's listening to Jesus, and maybe he even likes what Jesus is saying. Like, we don't have to get the sense that Peter is, like, uh, grumbling. I don't want any of this, right? Peter would definitely be swearing. Uh, Peter swears. He's he's definitely got foul language, right? But he's not doing it. He's like, fine. Like, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. If someone asks me for a ride somewhere, and I'm already going in that direction... It's very easy, like sure, I can, it's only a few minutes out of the way it's only it's not even really an inconvenience if someone asks me for a ride somewhere that is nowhere near where I'm going and is totally it's totally out of the way and it's inconvenient in my schedule that that takes a different level of commitment well here, Jesus and Peter they're just they're going in the same direction right they're coexisting and and Peter's getting his work done he's living his life he's doing his his fisherman work um but then Jesus kind of changes it. And maybe they've even done this before. Like, I love praying in the gospel. Like, maybe this wasn't the first time that Jesus used Peter's boat as the place where he would preach. So it's not just like the the first instance, but like, okay, we've done this before. Like, Peter, you're going to work. I'm going to preach. We all get along. But here something different happens. And when he had finished, when Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep, and let down your nets for a catch. Put out into the deep waters and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled, we worked, we slaved all night, and we took nothing. We didn't catch anything. We were we've done that. Jesus, we've we've already, but we just got back. In fact, what is Peter doing while Jesus is teaching? He's cleaning his nets, right? So like he just finished cleaning his nets. And we're all packed up and we're ready to go home and he's been working all night and everything's finally cleaned. And this is when Jesus makes that that invitation which is really more of a command. Right? Put out into the deep waters. We're going back out and let down your nets for catching. Now Peter has to has to decide what is he, he going to do? Um, what, what's going to happen here? Because we just can't coexist anymore. Now this requires a, a level of commitment from me. It requires a level of change. I have to be invested. It's not easily in my sphere of operations. But Jesus says, he says it. Put out into the deep. And that's that call. That's the call that he makes to each one of us. In one way or another, and maybe just even here, Lord, in this time of prayer, you, you invite us, you, you call us to not just coexist with you anymore. If we've been living our life with Jesus just as a type of coexistence, then you call us to go deeper, put out into the deep, right? Something's going to change. Your schedule is going to change. Your plans are going to change. And let down your nets for a catch. Peter is not really into it at first, right? He offers a complaint. Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. (laughs) We're not good at, we've been there. There's no fish in the water, right? Jesus, we've, we've just done it. And maybe we feel like that too. Like I've tried this religion thing before. I've tried living my faith. Maybe I have a little bit more, more seriously. I have tried I've tried to do that. And I'm, I'm actually, Jesus, to be very honest, I'm just, I'm just tired. Like, I'm tired of that. I, I didn't maybe do so well the first time. When I, when I try to live holiness, I don't do well at it. And I say, I'm going to try to follow you in a little bit more prayer. I'm going to try to really live a life, a prayerful life. And then I fail. And I, I'm tired. I just don't want to try that anymore. I'm going to try to live virtue. I'm going to try to put those sins away that I'm struggling with in my life. But it's hard and I fail and I fail again and again and again and I'm tired. I don't want to do that. I don't want to just I've done that. I've tried there. I've been there. I've done that. I I can't do that. Jesus. A complaint people sometimes will make when they go to confession is like I I keep confessing the same sins like I I, the the priest I go to for confession like I wonder if sometimes like he could tell what I'm going to say better than I can like all right here comes Father Casey again. So he's gonna say he did this, he's gonna say he did that, he's gonna say he did that. And we could kind of be like, why am I going to confess? It's the same sins as it would like, I don't know. It's better to confess the same sins than new sins, right? Like, oh wow, Father Casey, you came up with a creative way to do something dumb that offends God. Like, congratulations. No, we don't want that. Like, hey, if I'm just if I'm struggling with the same sins, it's better than struggling with new sins. Um and so we shouldn't be afraid of it. But like, I've tried this, Lord. I've tried. I've tried again and again, and I fail. And I, every time, I just have to, you know, I, I'm tired. I just want to go home and go to bed. I'm, I'm tired of this. But what does Peter say? But at your word, at your word, I will let down the nets. Like, if Jesus, if you say to do this, because there's something different than what Peter did all night long. Because he and his brother and probably James and John, they were working all night, but it was just them. Now they have Jesus in the boat. Right now, Jesus is there with them. Jesus, maybe I tried before living this virtuous life, but I, I wasn't trying it with you. I wasn't trying it out of friendship with you. I was doing it all by myself. And it could even be my life of religion. Like I'm trying to be a good Catholic, but I'm doing it all by myself because it's me and I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray and I'm going to go to mass and I'm going to receive communion and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to offer sacrifice. sacrifices. And I'm going to share the gospel. I'm going to lead or be part of a Bible study. But it's me. Me. I'm doing this. Like, Lord, I, I find I, I don't catch anything when it's just me. But if you're with me, like if you're willing to come out into the deep with us, then, yeah, the sky's the limit. Like Anything anything could happen. So what changes? Jesus, you're in the boat now. You're, you're in the boat with us. It's better to, to go with you. That's the change. And so we take you to all the different places that we go. You know, I haven't done so well living this virtual. Have I, have I done it with you, Lord? Like, have I invited you into that? Or am I still just all alone in the boat, right? Are you there? It's out of friendship. If we try to live our moral life and our our spiritual life all by ourselves, we're gonna fail, of course. But if we invite our Lord into it, then we can be so successful. Because it's his, it's his success. We actually are are just as unsuccessful as before, but now Jesus is operating through and in us. And so that He's the one that gets the great catch. And when they'd done this, right, when they went out to the deep and they let down their fish, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. Like These are fishing nets, and they catch so many fish that the nets are breaking. That's a ton of fish, right? And then so they signaled signal to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Like, this is not, like, they're not in a rowboat, okay? They are in fishing boats, right? They're in good-sized fishing boats that are meant to catch a lot of fish. And they fill two boats to the point that the boats are in danger of sinking. Like, how many fish does it take to sink a fishing boat? And that's the success. Lord, when you're with us, we could have that level of success in our spiritual life. That, Lord, I'm so in love with you that, like, yeah, I didn't think I could ever get over this one sin. But now that you're in the boat with me, like, I'm not just getting over the sin. I'm excelling in virtue right i'm i'm pursuing real greatness i didn't think i could possibly bring any one person to know our lord better but now lord that you're with me in the boat as we're letting down the nets like we who sent me the meme someone sent me a meme last week i know who um they said we're gonna need a bigger chapel right here at our little catholic center we're we're gonna need a bigger chapel um like how incredible like Three years ago, there were just, like, three or four of us who were here praying, and and now we're going to need a bigger chapel. Like, Lord, what you do is incredible. I can't wait until the day comes at St. Francis in the church where we're going to need a bigger church. Like, Jesus, what you can do because you're in the boat with us. But it's still just fish, right? Like, still, the analogy isn't all the way there because it's just a lot of smelly, slimy fish. Um... And Peter was just concerned about fish, right? It's just about fish. We didn't catch any fish. I'm a fisherman. I'm doing my fishing work. I'm just staying with my my natural outlook. And so Peter kind of freaks out, right? And what does he say? Like when something crazy starts happening, what does Peter say? Depart from me, Lord get, Jesus. Get away from me. I'm a sinful. I can't. I can't be involved in this relationship. What you're calling me into, I'm not good enough for. And again, maybe that's our experience when we first come into contact with our Lord and like, you want me? Like, you want me to follow you? Like, No, I think you, mean, I think you mean that other person, right? You don't, it can't be me. I, I'm i a sinner. Like I'm, and Pete, this is Peter. Like he's going to be the chief of the apostles. This is Peter. Like, and so he says like, Lord, depart from me. Like you got the wrong guy. No, no, I'm a sinful man. It, it can't possibly be me. I love in, um, in the 19, it was the 60s or 70s. There's a miniseries, Jesus of Nazareth, which is good. I mean, it's totally from its time period and has like um, Technicolor and whatever it is. Like it's, but it's good. It's beautiful. And Peter, you know, in, in saying what he says, um, he's crying. He, you know, there's a little bit that they play with it with, you know, in combination with the call of St. Matthew. But Peter just says, I'm just a stupid man. Right? Like, I'm just a stupid man. And maybe we feel like I'm just a stupid man. I'm just a stupid woman. I'm just a stupid little boy or little girl. Like, I, you, you don't want me. I'm just a dumb kid. Uh, I'm just some dumb kid. Me from Waterbury, right? I'm just a dumb kid from Waterbury. You you want someone else. It's someone else's job. You want, like, there's better people. I remember... um. When I was in seminary, I was, uh, a friend of mine came to visit the seminary and while they were there, they had a real intense spiritual experience and kind of a real call to follow Jesus. They, they kind of felt it deep in their soul. And so we're talking and this person's just unburdening their, their heart and their life and everything going on in their heart to me. And I'm a seminarian, so I'm not a priest. Like I'm totally not a priest. I remember being like, we got to get you a priest. Like, we got we got to find you a priest. Like, don't tell me these things. Like, just hold that for a second, right? Plug up the tears and just keep them in. And we're going to go get you a priest. Um, but then thinking like, hey, in like a year and a half, that'll be me. Like, it won't be like, go get you a priest. Like, this is, I'm, I'm father, right? Like, that's, that's going to be me. Well, geez, when like, no, I don't want you to just get some other person. Like, you, like I've called you. You're the one. You're my instrument. You're my agent. You're my friend. Hopefully each one of us considers us ourselves a friend of Jesus. And my friend is there, right? My friend is is right there. Like Jesus sends his friends. I have a friend who works in um Like if I have a friend who works in the hospital. Uh a friend of, a friend of mine went to the hospital not long ago. And I knew somebody that worked there. And so I I, call, I was able to text this person. I said, hey, my friend is in the ER. Can you go check on them and and see if they need anything and maybe help them get into a room a little bit faster? In the hospital nowadays, it's a lot harder to get someone in any faster. But but this friend who works in the hospital went and they checked on the person and, and kind of helped if they needed anything. And it was like 3 in the afternoon and they hadn't had lunch yet. And they're like, oh, we'll bring you lunch eventually. And so my friend's like, no, we'll get you food right now. Like, we can go take care of that. Because I have a friend where – there's somebody in need. Well, that's what Jesus does with us in our apostolate, right? It's not like we're some kind of professional Catholics that need to go and like we're doing our professional Catholic work, our professional apostolate work. No, we're friends of God. And Jesus is like, hey, like this soul that's in need at CCSU or at the place where I work or in my hometown or among my friends from growing up, like I have a friend there. Here's my friend. Like, I'm going to text them, Jesus texting us in whatever ways that would happen. You know, My friend will look after you. My friend will take care of you. right? They may not be really super equipped. They're not probably great, but they're my friend, and that's the most important thing. Right? My friend's go look after you. When we're called to share the gospel, when we're called to just be there and support someone in need, we're doing it as friends of Jesus. And that's our first apostolate. When we grow in that friendship with our Lord Jesus, and then he sends us as his friends to look after people in need. Peter is freaked out by this, right? No, get it depart from me. I can't I can't do that. No. Peter, you're my friend. Like Peter actually is Jesus' friend. He's probably one of his best friends. Like just consider that. Peter is probably one of Jesus' best friends. And this is now his role: to be that ambassador of Christ and so Jesus says, Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching men, right? I'll make you a fisherman of men. That's Mark's account. Like, come follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. We're going to catch souls. We're going to bring people to Jesus. The, the happiness and the joy and the peace that we find in Jesus. Yeah, we're, we're a little afraid you know, I really don't know if I could do this. Okay, don't, but don't be afraid because we're friends. That's the most important thing. From now on, like, this is going to be your role. And just as much as you caught this whole big two boats worth of fish, like, those are the souls that are going to come to God when we're faithful in our friendship, when we're faithful in our apostolate. It's kind of ridiculous the amount of fish they catch. I like to think of I don't know if it was a, you know, I grew up as a millennial. So we had different parenting strategies when I was growing up. And so there was always the, um, the threat that if your parents caught you smoking as a teenager, they would make you smoke a whole case, like 12 packs of cigarettes to teach you not to smoke anymore, right? So that was kind of the threat growing up. Like If I, ke- if I catch you smoking one cigarette as a teenager, I'm going to make you smoke 12 straight packs, which will cause you to throw up. And then you'll have no desire to ever smoke again for the rest of your life. That's 90s parenting for you, right? But I kind of think like that's maybe what Jesus did with the fish here with Peter. Like, you want fish? Okay, we're going to have so many fish that you're never going to want to see another fish again for the rest of your life. And maybe on apostolate, like, you know, okay, we're just a little, we're faithful. We try to be a little faithful. And then there's so many souls. There's so many people that come to our lives like, hold on. Like, Jesus, our little 5F. It's so crowded now, I can't even move around. Like, great. All right. Like, this is what happens. This is, this is actually what happens in a good way. These are the souls that our Lord wants to bring to us. And when we're faithful, and in particular, when we're faithful to Him, when we're obedient to Him, he, um, He's the one that does the work. St. Jose Maria writes in his little book, The Way, about obedience. It's the power of obedience on the Lake of Gennesaret. The Lake of Gennesaret had denied its fish to Peter's nets, right? They did, he, the lake denied them. The whole night in vain. They worked all night long and they caught nothing. Then obedient, he lowered his nets again into the water and they caught piscium Multitudum Copiosa. A great number of fish. Believe me, the miracle is repeated every day. Every day when we are obedient to the Lord. He can catch a great multitude through us. Every single day when we listen to him. But we have to answer that call. The call to, to put out into the deep. To really be, be open to how God wants to call us. Another line of uh, meditation. A little, bit more, a little bit more extended. From St. Maria. This is from his little book, Friends of God, number 41. Like our Lord, I too am found of talking about fishing and boats and nets, so we may all draw clear and decisive resolutions from the gospel scenes. Right When we pray with these gospel scenes, we want good resolutions in our hearts. Like, yeah, Lord, I I want to do this. St. Luke tells us of some fishermen washing and mending their nets on the shores of Lake Gennesaret. Jesus comes up in the boat, tied up alongside, and goes into one of them, which is Simon's. And how naturally the master comes on board. St. Jose Mary says, just to complicate our lives, you hear some people complain, right? Jesus just wants to complicate, like, why? Jesus, why do you want to complicate my life? Like, why? I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing fine just on my own, like, and people complain, like, you're complicating your life. What, you're going to start going to Mass on Sunday and maybe even during the week, and you're going to try to live holiness? You're going to try to pray every day, and you're going to put away these sins? Like, why Why complicate your life? Um, Jesus just wants to make things more more difficult for us, maybe. He, um, he's complicating us. Sanders Zamirius says in the way, "Turn your back on the deceiver, the deceiver, right? The devil, it comes from the devil when he whispers in your ear, "Why complicate your life? Like why complicate your life by actually pursuing holiness?" You and I know better. We know that our Lord has crossed our paths to complicate our existence with gentleness and love. The only thing Jesus complicates our life with is gentleness and love. When he finished preaching from Peter's boat, he says to the fisherman, Duke in Altum, cast out, it's more than just cast out, it's launch out into the deep, right? Launch into the deep. Do we consider that when we are going to go into the deep and we're really going to be apostles and we're going to radically live our faith and we're going to radically try to bring souls to Jesus. We're not just like gently rowing out there, right? Jesus says like, launch out into the deep. I watched videos of the of rocket launches. They're cool, uh, right? And like, it takes a lot of force to get those rockets out of the atmosphere, right? It's a launch. It's an explosion. And that's the force with which we should go out to spread the gospel, right? We're not just like kind of creeping our way along. We're not just walking. Like we're launching out into the deep. Trusting in Christ's word, they obey and haul in a wonderful catch. Then turning to Peter, who like James and John, cannot hide his astonishment. The Lord has explained, fear not. Henceforth, you will be fishers of men. Your boat, your talents, your hopes, your achievements is worth nothing whatsoever unless you leave it in Christ's hands, allowing him the freedom to come aboard. Make sure you don't turn it into an idol. In your boat by yourself, if you try to do without a master, you are, supernaturally speaking, making straight for shipwreck. If we just decide we're going to do things all by ourselves without Jesus, we are making straight for shipwreck. Only if you allow... And seek his presence and captaincy. Will you be safe from the storms and setbacks of life? Place everything in God's hands. Let your thoughts. Let your thoughts, the brave adventures you imagine, your lofty human ambitions, your noble loves pass through the heart of Christ. Otherwise, sooner or later, they will all sink to the bottom together with your selfishness. We're called to to cast out into the deep. To go. Samson Murray says another spot, out of a hundred souls, we're interested in a hundred, right? We really are going into the deep. We're launching. This is the mission that each one of us is called to. In union with our Lord, as his friends, we are the friends of God, right? We are Jesus' friends right here, his group of friends. There's 13 of us, but whatever, right? 14 if you count me, so we're not quite the 12 apostles, we're one heavy, but that's okay. Uh, it's great. Like, you know, we, we got more. The 12 apostles managed to bring the whole world to know Christ. And it was just 12 of them. And now there's 15 of us, right? And we're going and we're ready to go. Like, if they can convert the entire world that's been pagan for thousands of years, these 12 bumbling fools, well, what can we do? What can we do if we really go as friends of Christ, full of the fire of the Holy Spirit? And so this is our call, right? This is what um, this is what Jesus calls us to. This is what he invites us into. Just, uh, you know, we could get discouraged sometimes when we consider this, though. Like, uh, there could be a little bit of pessimism. Maybe I've tried before. Maybe I've failed before. Um, things haven't gone so well. Again, we've been out all night duke in altum, right? Put out into deep water. Throw aside that pessimism that makes a coward of you and let out your nets for a catch. We have to place our trust in our Lord's words. Get into the boat, take the oars, hoist the sails and launch out into the sea of the world, which Christ gives us as an inheritance. Each one of us has to see that we're committed to going and bringing that peace and the gentleness the love and the mercy of our Lord, our friend, our friend Jesus. And so if we've just been interested, sitting in the boat, letting our just coexisting with Jesus, then tonight in this prayer, just talking to him from our hearts, let's ask our Lord to really stir that desire to set out into the deep, to not just coexist, but to be on mission boldly, bringing our friend Jesus to the whole world. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.